0: These are Bora Voices.
1: Well, it's November, and we're heading into our Thanksgiving break here at Bora High School. If you haven't been paying attention, we also had a national midterm election last week. Over 150 million members of the American citizenry voted, many for the first time. Included in those ranks were a number of Bora seniors who voted for the first time in their young lives, and we'll hear about that experience from some of them. And the turkey thermometer is about to pop. Or if you're deep frying it, it may be about to explode. Those things are dangerous. I've seen videos. It's Thanksgiving. Time for families to gather together and be thankful while chowing down on some great grub. And so I wanted to ask some of our hosts today, like, what's a meal that uh, was served only at your own Thanksgiving that you think no one else uh, gets at their Thanksgiving dinners?
2: Uh, At my house, we always have what we call star salad. Which is like lemon jello with finely chopped walnuts and celeries and cranberries. Uh, something wow. that I thought was normal until I got older and found out it was not traditional for other people. To have sweet weird, and
1: savory and gross. Uh, weird jello salad. <laughs> it's it's nice.
2: kind of like a relish. It's very good on mashed potatoes.
1: <laughs> who who would have known. <laughs> Ms Miller, how about your house?
0: I don't know how unique this is, but my grandma would always boil carrots in beef broth.
1: That sounds delicious.
0: It's actually quite good.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, I would eat that. <laughs> my house, nothing terribly special except that my dad cooks everything with bacon and onions. So uh, he would make these great green beans, uh, way overcooked with uh, bacon and onions, and it was so good. And I mean, in fact, like breakfast was bacon and onions. Uh, you know who's making breakfast because he could smell bacon and onions. Cherry cobbler? Yeah, there's probably be bacon and onions in there. Basically every meal he ever started started with bacon and onions. So when I smell bacon and onions, it's I'm at my house again with uh, my now 89-year-old father uh, cooking. So.
2: One year my mom decided that she really wanted to do an authentic Thanksgiving dinner, and I say that with implied air quotes around authentic, but I just remember that there was just this mountain of what I assume is succotash. And that was all I remember from that meal. <laughs> it was just like grainy cornbread and succotash.
1: I just thought that it was, was an, an a, odd experience. I thought that was a Sylvester the cat swear word. I didn't know the No, I food didn't item. know. The it's
2: it's like corn and beans. I don't know. It wow. It was an odd experience.
1: Sounds also along with the star jello mold thing yeah Very it's, interesting it's a wild time yeah at the johnston household <laughs> have you ever had good. like the
0: pistachio jello like that mixed with marshmallows and like nuts and stuff in it yeah i have a
2: member of my, my family who make that. makes a pink version it's also okay. a straw like cherry version that sounds there's also better. cottage <laughs> cheese in the mix yes. i don't know it's really weird yeah but, yeah, I have a stepbrother who, he requested it every time we get together as a family. It's his favorite thing. It's pink, and it's weird, and there's maraschino cherries staring at you. I don't know.
1: Uh, my nephew threw a plate of uh, sweet potatoes against the wall because they didn't have marshmallows in them. That was, like, his 12-year-old Thanksgiving. I remember that. That was really great.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta have marshmallows. Apparently. <laughs> All right. Please make us stop talking about food. <laughs> because I can keep talking about sweet potatoes for like another hour. Just like, keep rolling. As much as we can. Yep. Right. I'm trying I'm get- to get my daughter to eat yeah. them so I could tell
0: you about that.
1: I'm getting a cavity just <laughs> thinking about all this stuff. It's this so sweet. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. These are Bora Voices.
2: What are you thankful for?
3: I am thankful for change in seasons that so we get to enjoy in Idaho and now it's time to be cozy and I'm also thankful for our warm house and hanging out with my kids and my husband having some popcorn and watching movies.
2: What are you thankful for?
3: I am thankful
0: for my two incredible kids, Michael and Lily. I know it's cliche, but they really, every day, they make me smile. They fill me up with love. So that's what I'm thankful for.
4: I'm Dace, and I'm thankful for family. Hi, my name is Isaac Carotaro, and I'm thankful for having two wonderful parents.
0: My name is Shaylee, and I'm thankful for being a part of a cheerleading squad because they're like my second family, and I can always rely on them. Hi, my name is Oliver Jones, and I'm thankful for my little brother, Porter, and my mother, Sydney. My name is Isabel Sanchez, and I'm thankful for my family.
4: Um, I'm Dylan Amadon, and I'm thankful for all of my friends, like Maddie Mullen and Zoe Terrell, for always being there for me.
2: My name is Ellie, and I'm grateful for my family and friends for always supporting me.
4: My name is Pendeza. My name Pendeza. Jumbo. Jumbo. My name is Annalise, and I'm thankful for all the opportunities I get. My name is Zach Gary, and I'm thankful for the guy in the blue truck. My name is Colton Wilhelm, and I'm grateful for Ceramics. My name is Tyler Kramer, and I'm thankful for Pat Rose. I'm Lauren, and I'm thankful for my sisters.
5: Democracy in the house.
6: I'm here with Abigail Parrish, 18 years old, here at Bora High School. She voted for the first time last night. Um, welcome to the Bora Podcast and thank you for taking some time to answer some questions for me. First one I have for you is: How do you feel to have a voice now?
0: Um, I. Was excited to go and vote because it was the first thing I did. I ran home and got my paper that I didn't really need, but I was really excited to get in and vote, even if I didn't think it was that important.
6: Okay, good. I'm glad you're excited about it. All of us should be should vote and have a voice. Absolutely. Um, are local or national elections more important? You know, yesterday was all about Idaho, um, but how would you feel a couple of years from now when it's a national vote?
0: Um, I think depending on what I'm voting for, it is more important. So certain things that I'm voting for in state is more important than what I'm voting for nationally.
6: Okay. Um, what, about, what about issues compared to certain people or a party line?
0: Um, I think it's more important to vote for issues because regardless if somebody doesn't, the person you don't like gets voted for and your issue does get passed, it still has to go through, even if you don't like the party
6: that has been voted for. Did you find the process easy or was it confusing? And tell us about that process a little bit about getting um, registered and then going to vote and standing in line and... It was really easy to vote. I just went in, stood
0: in line with my last name and I told them who I was and they gave me like a Scantron Type paper, and then I did it, and then it was easy.
6: And you did this all on your own, not with your parents' help?
0: Yeah, I just did it on my own, because my parents didn't vote.
6: Okay, including including signing up, I guess, online yeah. to, to register to vote?
0: Yeah, it was really easy to register online, because it walks you through what to do. You just need all your information, and not mess up like I did the first time. And it said I couldn't vote the first time.
6: How, how That's interesting that you mentioned that your parents don't vote. Do they never vote?
0: Depending on what it is, this year they didn't vote because they hadn't been caught up with it, so they thought it would be irresponsible to vote because they knew nothing about any of the candidates.
6: So it's important then you're telling me to educate yourself and learn about the candidates and the issues and weigh both sides before you go in.
0: Yes, and you can do that online really easy. There's websites that compare them.
6: Um, Do you think you make a difference?
0: Not necessarily, but... I think people like together can make a difference, but me as an individual doesn't make a difference, but if we stand together,
6: we can make change. All right, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon.
5: You can vote. your hands. You can vote for the government when you turn 18, but before that, you can still vote for other things, class president or your favorite TV show. What do for lunch? for the greatest sports pro. In the studio with me
6: today, I have Aspen Sitaway and Abby Harry, and they are both 18 years old and voted for the first time yesterday in our state elections. So welcome to the studio. I'm glad you guys have the time to come in and talk to me. Uh, how, how did it feel, how does it feel now, how does it feel to have a voice in your community, state, here in a couple of years, nationally? Now you get to, you know, make a difference. So how does it feel to have a voice?
7: Um, it definitely feels different from being under the age of 18 because normally it's we don't, the people that are younger than 18, we don't, they don't have a choice. They have to deal with everybody else that picks and votes and everything, and then they suffer the consequences. And so, you know, a bunch of my friends were saying, vote this way, no, vote this way. I was like, I'm just going to vote for me. Like, what I think needs to be fixed and what I believe in. So
6: Aspen, how about you?
7: I feel the same way. Um, turning eighteen is kind of a big deal, and yesterday was kind of a neat experience getting to vote and voice my opinion on what I want um, the future to look like.
6: Nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then then, how did you think about the voting? Did you think about voting for certain issues? Did you think about voting for individual persons, or did you think about voting for party party line?
7: Um. Issues, I voted for issues and party line. You know, I was
6: just... Does that just depend on...
7: Yeah, I was just like, okay, well, this person has a good point, you know, so I'm just going to vote for them. Or, oh, hey, this makes a good point, I'll just do that. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, the people that have the issues that I believe in, that's who I voted
6: for. Do you think you had a good enough... um, Did you know enough to vote for a certain person? Um or did you just go all D, all R? Or could you could you weigh it out depending on the person? And then did you do you think you knew enough about the issues? I I find it troubling when I go in sometimes. I hear all these ads, but I don't know which one's true. Yeah, I hear yeah. positive yeah. and negative, but I don't know yeah. if any of it's real, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So
7: I just I was just like, you know, I've I've heard a little bits and pieces and everything, so I was like Okay, I know what this person is and I like this person, so I'll vote for them. This person I have no idea. So it was kind of, it was confusing because, you know, now a lot of teachers or parents will explain to us what every every individual has set out. And, you know, with school, we try avoiding politics because it's a huge uproar. Everyone gets angry at each other and it's just kind of like I just voted for what I, who I thought was right <laughs> yeah, I'm taking American government right now so having that class while this election going on helped me to like know about the candidates and get a little ballot sample ballot so we could learn about each of the people and help us make our own decision
6: Do you think you're going to vote in the future?
7: Definitely you- Yeah, definitely for the presidential 100%
6: and what about the rest of your lives? I mean, you've got a lot of life out I there. I plan
7: to. Yeah, I definitely I plan to just to give, you know, our younger people our kids. When we get married and have kids, you know, we need to vote for them too. Not just for us, but we need to vote for other generations that are coming.
6: Is Do you guys feel like voting is a right, a privilege, or a duty?
7: I say it's a privilege because we get to choose someone that we want, you know, either as, you know, our state government or national government. We have that voice to pick who we want, so I think it's a privilege. I think same thing as she was saying. Also, it is kind of like our right as well because of with being American citizens or, yeah, we, we have that right. Yeah. You know We have our constitutional rights and that's saying, you know, vote for who you want. You know, it's...
6: Now, I do know there's some countries in the world that if you don't vote, you get fined. So it'd be more of a duty. That, yeah. I, I feel like it's a duty. I have to go do it because I am an American and that's not only my right, but I should be doing it. Yeah. So, it's interesting.
7: Yeah, and to the other countries, that if, if someone doesn't vote, and they get fined, it's, it's selfish.
6: To not vote?
7: No, it's selfish to fine people, because what if they don't like either of the candidates? You know, it's like, well, I don't like this person because of this reason, I don't like this person because of this reason, so I'm not going to vote. Well, then these countries are like, hey, if you don't vote, you get fined, and it's like, it's, it's not right
6: all right you guys get back to class i appreciate your time thank you very much thank and you. don't forget a couple years from now we get to go do it again
5: yeah all right what new ideas would you dream up oh, oh, oh. You think hey who made that rule oh. voting is democracy's most powerful tool yeah. read about the issues and choose a favorite candidate hey. you may be a kid but i know that you, you can, can hear oh, oh, oh. it. up your hands oh, oh. you better take a stand in oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. you can make the game Okay,
6: four gentlemen in the studio today, um, some chose to vote yesterday, they're all 18 years old, some chose to vote yesterday and some chose not to, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, gentlemen, can you please introduce yourselves?
1: <laughs> Hello, my name is Asan. My name is Gabriel.
4: My name is Harrison Kickle.
6: Okay, now three of you did chose not to vote, one of you chose to vote. So the question is, and we'll just go around the, go around again, okay? Why did you choose not to vote?
1: Because I'm not a citizen.
6: Not a citizen. Okay, there's a real reason. That's a good reason. Why did you choose not to vote? Uh,
1: Why I didn't choose is the systems that they're on about, Prop 1 and Prop 2, I was sort of leaning on, even though the money does go to schools, might, the people might take advantage of it and everything. And it's just all
6: chaotic and I didn't think
1: I wanted to get involved with it. Okay. Cord? Um, I'm recently 18 and I was actually planning on voting. I was actually excited to vote. But instead, drowsiness won over me and I actually fell asleep and slept through. Instead of going out last night
6: after school.
4: Mm -hmm. uh, I actually chose to vote. I'm also recently 18. Uh, it's just I feel like it is more of a privilege and stuff and it's nice to have an opinion on what's going on and stay conscious and just what's happening around my community. And just a, it's important
6: to have a voice no matter what. How does that feel for the first time to get out and actually vote? Uh, it feels vote? interesting. Uh, there was a lot of old people there.
4: I didn't really like see a lot of people my age, which is one thing I noticed right off the bat, actually. And they kind of called out a couple times. That was a first time voter and that was cool and everything. It just felt like a new experience. In
6: general. Do you guys plan on voting in the future? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And do you do you think do you would you vote on issues? Would you vote more on certain people or would you vote more down party lines?
1: Certain people. People. Yeah. I'll vote on more on issues and what's at hand and what they're doing with it and everything.
6: Okay. Issues. I would vote on certain people. Certain people? Yeah,
1: I vote on certain people. They can fix
6: the issues. So it doesn't matter what party it is? No. No. Or who endorses it yeah. as much as do you feel it's right or wrong for morally. for us in our state? Yeah, morally. Was it pretty easy to get registered and get in, get out? Yeah, it was pretty... I, I thought about
4: doing an absentee ballot, but I felt like since it was my first time and everything that I might want to uh, head
6: down and actually physically do it. And then, um, do you make a difference? I mean, do you guys feel now through the voting process that you actually make a difference or are you just another one more vote that doesn't matter? Um, I feel even like, those, even you, sorry, even you guys that didn't vote, you know, I just wonder if, if you feel like it matters to get out and vote.
1: Yeah, the first time I did it, I felt, oh, okay, I have this new chance to vote on who's my representative and who's my president of time in the future. I've heard others say that they feel like their vote doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter whether they vote or not, it's not going to make a difference. Um, that kind of has me leaning towards thinking that, but I'm still going to go out and vote, anyways, in the future.
4: Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like it's important just to stay conscious. And like, I know that my vote is very outweighed by the thousands of people that voted with me, but it's important I just just to do it just in case there might be something, there might be a recount that you never know. Okay. Your vote could eventually matter a lot more than you ever would know.
6: Fantastic. Well, thank you, gentlemen, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah.
4: forward. Yeah. Who's going to
5: vote? Me. That's who. are we going to vote? It's the right thing to do. what are we going to Every time we get a chance, after you Go vote, do the democracy vote. dance. Who's gonna vote? Me, that's who. Are hey. we gonna vote? It's the right thing hey. to do. Hey. What we gonna vote? Every time we get a chance, after you do vote, do the democracy dance. dance. Raise up your hands okay. in. Vote, vote, vote. You better take a stand in. Vote, vote, vote. You can make a game plan. Vote, vote, vote. The future is in your, your hands. Hands. Who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna
2: vote? What are you thankful for?
0: I am thankful for the musical finally being over and going well and for a lot of stress to be gone and finally catching up on homework. What are you thankful for? I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that I get the ability to decide my own future. That's beautiful.
3: Welcome to the Bora Pridecast Recording Studio. We're here for our very first mini concert with musician Drew Becker, who plays guitar here at Bora. Good morning.
8: Good morning, and thank you for having me.
3: Yeah. Tell us about your, uh, how long you've been playing. What's your whole guitar history like?
8: So I got my first guitar when I was uh, probably four or five, and I took lessons since kindergarten until I was uh, maybe 10 or 11. And then since then, I've stopped, and I've just been uh, self-taught, I guess.
3: And who are your inspirations?
8: Um, Tommy Manuel is really cool. I think his name is Sungha Young. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Miles Davis and John Coltrane
3: Awesome And who yeah. do you like to play with other people Other instruments or
8: Yeah that's the goal But I don't always have people At my disposal Or like band members at my disposal So I would try to Do like a one man band type of thing Because it's easier
3: And you also have some experience Working in the community Who do you work with?
8: Um, I'm an intern at Boise Rock School.
3: That's awesome. Tell us, what, what do you do for them?
8: So, I guess I would be like a student teacher where I go in and I, um, I guess I watch the people that are teaching these classes and I just like learn from them how to teach and then hopefully sometime next year I'll be uh, be like a full-time teacher.
3: Amazing. Well, we hope to hear more from you at Bora. We're excited you're here and thanks for playing in the studio.
8: Thanks for having me.
0: What are you thankful for? I am thankful for the opportunities I get to learn. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my friends. And what are you thankful for?
1: Uh, I am probably most thankful for my silly friends. Way to
0: go.
4: Hi, I'm Dan Miles, and I'm thankful for food. Hi,
0: I'm, I am Sofia Delgado. I am thankful for having a family, good friends, and somewhere to sleep. Okay, my name
2: is Emily, and I am thankful for my friends and my family for helping me throughout my all the hard walks in life, all the hard things I've been through. And
0: what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my nephew. What are you thankful for?
9: Uh, I'm
2: thankful for my education, getting all of this ready.
6: Mr. Drobney, Mr. Patrick Rose with the Prep Period Cold Call. Do you have a minute to chat? I do, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Mr. Drobney, tell us first what you teach.
9: Uh, I teach English 101, I teach debate, and I teach the new AP Research class.
6: Excellent. AP Research. Research on what?
9: Everything. Uh, students kind of get to pick and design their own year-long research project that involves Uh, collecting primary research, and then reporting it to the AP board.
6: Interesting, interesting. How long have you been at BORA?
9: This is my seventh year.
6: Your seventh year, but that doesn't include the three years you were here as a student,
9: correct? That's true.
6: Okay, how does it feel to be back? Uh, It feels good.
9: Uh, I liked my time here at BORA as a student, uh, and coming back felt a lot like coming home does.
6: Is this your only career? Yes. You you set out to be a teacher, you are a teacher, and you're doing it? Basically. Okay, good. Um, What is your favorite lesson unit subject? What do you like to teach? Like, what's the one thing that really gets you going?
9: Uh, I really like to teach uh, literature. And in my English class... We do a lot of kind of different dystopian literature, especially. I really like teaching dystopian literature. Uh, I also really love all this stuff we do in debate because it's very contemporary and very kind of like up to the Very today.
6: Yes, very today. Did you like those things when you were in high school, when you were here?
9: Uh, Literature, yes. debate I did not do in high school uh, because I wasn't uh, smart enough, basically.
6: (laughs) Are you smarter now than you were in high school? Do you think you could... I mean, you're teaching it, so I'm hoping...
9: I mean, I learn from my, my smart students a lot.
6: Yeah, don't we all? Um, okay, so we were chatting earlier, and you said you like or you enjoy dressing up for cons. Okay, yeah. explain this whole thing to me. Dressing up for cons doesn't sound good, So, right?
9: basically, I would say I'm a cosplay hobbyist. Uh, I'm not professional by any means, but I enjoy uh, designing costumes and dressing up for comic conventions
6: now, what does what does that look like when you show up at the door and you pay your five dollars or whatever out at the, uh, you know, it, it, I at wish. this big convention hall? Okay, what is it? What do you do? What does it look like?
9: Yeah. So uh, depending on the size of the convention you're at, uh, there's thousands to tens of thousands of people. Um, there's vendors from all kinds of different, uh, like comic shops, but also more like pop culture stuff, uh, that are trying to sell their stuff. You also have like independent comic artists and, um, professional comic artists and independent like comic publishing companies, just trying to get their names out there and their lines out there. Uh, and basically it's just a huge conglomeration of nerd culture.
6: It's a convention that you dress up for. Yes. Okay, so who who is your favorite character?
9: Uh, to dress as? Yes. My favorite one that I currently have, my favorite costume, is a Robin costume.
6: Robin? Yeah. As in Batman and?
9: Yes, as in Batman and.
6: Gotcha. Did you go that way at uh, Halloween this year?
9: I did not this year. This year I was Spider-Man.
6: Spider-Man took the little one out had a great time.
9: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was Spider-Man. I was Spider-Man. Uh, the wife was Spider-Woman.
6: Nice. The Spidey twins. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Fantastic. Hey, one more thing. Um, what do you think is the most difficult thing about teaching?
9: Oh, the most difficult thing about teaching is probably... Oh, man, that's a tough one.
6: It is uh, a tough one. I put you on the spot on this one. You know, we're, we know, we all know we're not in it for the money or the glory, Right. So the question is, you know, what's the hardest part or, or even better yet, why, what are we in it for? What are we doing?
9: I mean, the, why we're in it is pretty easy. Like I think most people are in it for the students uh, and making sure and helping them to get prepared for life after high school. I think the hardest thing about it is that like, it's, you don't really take time off or time away from teaching. And being a teacher, Uh, even on the weekends and in your time off, you're constantly thinking about it and trying to do things better and reflecting back and trying to figure out like, okay, how could this have gone better? Uh, How could I have reached more more students with this or how could I have been more effective here? Uh, And I think that's hard. And I don't think you necessarily have that with other jobs.
6: Right. You don't don't leave it at the office. Yeah, we never do that. Um, One last thing. Who do you want to hear on the next uh, cold call?
9: Uh oh, the next
6: call. Yeah, who do you want to hear from? Any ideas?
9: Uh, I don't know. Miss Miller would be interesting.
6: Or a math teacher. All right. Miss Miller, let's give that a shot next time around. All right. All right. Thank you very much for your time. I know you're very, very busy, and um, I will let you go.
0: All right. Thank you so much. All right. Much. Bye-bye. So what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for family and sports. Hey, Caleb, what are you thankful for?
5: Yeah, you do know what it is. It's Caleb Jeezy in the building, you hear me? Um, <laughs> I'm thankful for our family and friends.
0: Hi,
4: my name's Eli, and I'm thankful for a free education. Hi, my name is, oh. Hi, my name is Colson. Um, I'm thankful for my friends, family, and the sports that I get to play every day. I'm Dylan, and I am thankful for my family. My name's Tyler, and I'm thankful for food.
2: Hi, I'm Levi Dorish, and I'm thankful for my creativity. It gets me through hard times, and I don't know where I'd be without it.
8: My name is Nick, and I'm thankful
4: for playing Black Up 4 with the boys. Uh, my name is Harrison Kickle, and I'm thankful for all the opportunities I've been given this year, like football and track and whatnot. Hi,
1: I'm Quinn, and I'm thankful for family. My name's Gabriel, and I'm thankful for my family. I'm Court Hall, and I'm thankful for my friends, like Nick and like Harrison.
9: Thank you for listening to episode 12 of the Bora Pridecast. We have one more for 2018, and then we're going to head into 2019 with many more episodes.
1: Remember, if you have ideas for things we should be covering for the Bora Pridecast, please let us know.